Aaron has had very little baseball experience not having attended high school. His experience has been confined to Sandlot and three months this year with the Indianapolis Clowns. I recommend Bonus. How about that for a scouting report? Yeah. Um, when you when you sent me that, it like I'm reading it and I'm like, wait a minute. He didn't even he didn't go to high school. You know, like like that was the first thing that I caught. You know, when you sent me the scouting report on uh, Hank Aaron. And I was just kind of like, I was floored. I was like, he, he didn't go to high school. And then they go, you know, his uh, highest level of baseball before, prior to being drafted or, you know, put on a major league baseball team. It literally says Sandlot was his, his highest level. So that that whole thing, that, that was wild to me. Right? It was unbelievable. It, unbelievable. <laughs> like everything about his stat. And his, uh, just every, actually everything about the man, right? Like he was, I remember like him being a legend when I was eight years old. And then now I'm 42 and he's passing away and everyone's like, we lost a legend. Like I, imagine being a legend and maintaining that status for, for 40 years and just being that beloved and that talented and having your skill and your genius be that great. I mean, just super duper impressive, man. What an impressive thing. Yeah, man. It, I mean, the one thing, cause so when you sent me that, um, the first thing that I, that I went to, I, I did was I was around a couple, um, cousins of mine and, uh, that later that evening, I think it was. And when you sent me it, I ended up reading it and I had a conversation with them and I was like, yo, you know, the craziest part of that, of, of reading that thing is like Hank Aaron, you know, has been, you know, just passed away. Like this dude's been around during our lifetime, like someone that's been around during our lifetime and we knew about for our entire lives who was living uh, 34 years with me on this earth came from a, a, a lifetime that seems like you know, worlds ago, you know what I mean? Like, like just that dude lived with me on this earth, but he comes from uh, like his first 30 years was so different from my first 30 years. And the fact that like, he came from rural South where like at that time when he was coming up, it was pretty normal that you didn't go to school past like, you know, you're you're what seventh grade year and stuff sixth seventh grade like but yeah. he lived with us Devin. <laughs> same 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 human same person you know yeah like like you spun 40 what years on this earth with hank aaron a guy who when he was in his first 40 years his life in the world in the country that we're in was like so much different um yeah. And it's just crazy. Like, it's just crazy. Um, it's incredible, you know. So, yeah, rest in peace to, uh, you know, uh, Hank Aaron, man. We we, we lost a, a, a special one over the weekend, man. So, rest in peace to that guy. Yeah. Definitely. One of the greatest, man. One of the greatest. One of the greatest. I think to your point, right, it's, it's really interesting. And this is a big week, right? So, you know, let's not, like, bury the lead anymore. But 
uh, it's really interesting that that when Hank Aaron was born, the idea of just going ahead and starting a business that was maybe outside the scope of what people could imagine, right? Like ju just him being born, he couldn't imagine starting a business. And here you are, start a podcast, ask me some questions, and then this week you also have a big step forward, right? So, so talk to me about what it's like turning a website on and, and uh, making a company live on the internet. Yeah, so it it was uh it was crazy, man. It was a it was a like crazy special moment um for me on Sunday. So on Sunday, man, we uh you know, I'm overwhelmed a little bit because of just the reactions that I've had over the uh over the last 2 days. So, you know, bear with me as I try to put words to it that uh are meaningful, man. Um I guess for as long as I can remember, right? Like anybody who would listen, I would tell them, you know, I'm I'm gonna start a business one day. Like I'm gonna run my own business. Like, you know, and then as I got older, the conversation became, you know, before I leave this earth, I'm gonna start a business and something that I can pass down to my legacy and it, you know, something tangible that I can leave, something that I can give to a child of mine, something that I can, you know, help try to change the the trajectory of my family. And, and you know, like, that was my goal. And and that was my goal for the last 30 plus years, um, or at least the last 27, you know, was to start a business and to actually do it. I have two thoughts. I have one thought that's just like, wow what like i like i did it like i felt like i i feel like I, ch I achieved something like check it off the list man i did something big that you know I, it was a must and 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 it really does like if i wouldn't have did it if i would have you know been gone on saturday like i don't know i guess if there's a place you know once you leave this earth where you get to like review what you did on this earth i, I would have been disappointed right like you know, so to be able to do it just feels like a big relief of like, man, I said it, I wanted it, and I did it, and uh, check that box. That now on the bigger things, but then um, there's the other side of things where there's like this moment where I was kind of like, wow, that's it. You know, like wow, that's it. You know, where it, and and I mean in a sense of how easy it was you know, how easy it was and how I felt like I could have did this so, so long ago. But I really, one, didn't necessarily know how easy it was. Like when sometimes when if Michael Jordan was sitting in front of us and Michael Jordan would tell you, yeah, man, you know, hitting, you know, seven threes in a row is easy. You know, dunking on somebody is easy. And it comes from Michael Jordan. You're sitting there like, come on, bro. You Michael Jordan, man. Like, what do you mean? Of course it's easy. You MJ. So when people would say to me, some people that had businesses would say that opening a business is easy. I would kind of have a response of, you know, man, you can say that because you have a business. But it wasn't until, Devin, you kind of really started to talk to me about the the actual steps that it takes to open a business the act like you really started sharing information that was like bro like 
you can start a business on Inst- uh, uh, Shopify like tomorrow. And until you said those words to me, I didn't realize, I didn't really do the research. I didn't really believe that it was that simple. And then you did something that was even bigger than that, where you actually walk me through, you walk me through step by step on how to do it. And, and I just want to thank you as well, because it was your motivation. It was this podcast. It was all of that, that really gave me the the know-how to be able to do it. Well, I appreciate that. I don't think I deserve any of the credit on this one, but I'll, I'll take whatever credit you want to give me. That's fine. <laughs> um, so let, let's, I think probably a lot of people who have listened, who are listening to the show right now, maybe haven't heard um, about how internet savvy you were 29 episodes ago. Um, so, so, you know, having never started an online website or having ever really done anything online, tell me about what your, your web skills were like prior to uh, this moment. Um, terrible. Terrible, like zero confidence in in how to navigate through the internet. Um, in fact, I, uh, you know, I remember when you said, "I'm gonna help you, you know, get your website right," like the e-commerce thing. And I remember, like, I'm thinking, like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna work together." You know, yeah, Devin's gonna kind of, I'll be on like Facetime, you'll be doing it. And I'll be just kind of watching and sort of learning. And you were like, no, 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 it's easy. You're going you, uh, I got you. Just uh, do this. Start with this. And I can even go back to the first day when, when, I, when you gave me the assignment of going on Shopify and selecting a 14-day free trial with a, with a random email that I just kind of, you know, created. We all got like 10 emails, right? Like everybody does, you know, right? So I took one of those old emails that I sort of remembered the information to, and I went ahead and did uh, did what you did what you suggested. Did a 14 day free trial. Day one, I was like, no, nah, I can't do this. What what is this? I had no idea what it was, but I kept messing around, and then it the picture, I guess, became clearer and clearer on exactly how you know what the steps were so and then then by the end it became extremely more clear um to where it just became easier and easier every step of the way man so um yeah yeah dude it's pretty crazy because like i pretty distinctly recall you not really you know, understanding how like a website would necessarily have pages and how a person might necessarily put those pages together. Like you, you essentially had none of that context. Um, and then you went from like starting a 14 day free trial to being like, oh, this is how you do that. And sort of understanding and putting the whole thing together. I had, I, I really was available for one text message and phone call throughout this whole process. So like, I didn't have anything to do with making this website. Um, so tell me a little bit about the kinds of products that you have, because you basically have two kinds of products, right? You have apparel and the spices. So let's talk about uh, the apparel first and how that works. Yeah. So we have, uh, so we, we generally, you know, we put together apparel and really, where the apparel comes from is, is not necessarily that we're like some cold clothing brand company, right? Like 
that wasn't at all what we set out to do. But because what what the business is about, because it's mission driven and the things that we want to do are not necessarily like we're we're just putting out products and selling them. Like there's another whole part to what the movement is all about that we needed to drum up ways to be able to allow people one to support it because we didn't want don't you know we, we weren't necessarily looking for donations um we wanted to actually give people a way to support through our efforts in developing products right. so the apparel came in because one you know one of my business partners his wife has uh in screen printing business that they started in in their in their house so they're the two of them they started doing uh screen printing business where they were helping other people who had ideas on like starting an apparel line, they would print the stuff up for them. So when we started this and Kunta, who's my cousin of mine, came aboard, you know, it just was only right. Like they already have this business, you know, and this entity already going that is that is already working. And it's like, well, why wouldn't we? Like we're doing a mission based um, business here why wouldn't we want to get that logo out, get that, you know, get, get 2,400 on everything, because then what it's going to do is it's going to pose a conversation whenever someone sees that 24. So if you, no one in your family knows what 2,400 is and you show up at a cookout wearing 2,400 shirt, like eventually you're going to get asked some questions. And then if you're really somebody who is for the movement and what we're about, and you really believe in what we're trying to do, and you really are trying to be the change yourself, when those people start asking those questions, it's an opportunity for you as someone who is also a part of the movement of making your community better, you're gonna be able to have a conversation and maybe maybe get a few other people to come aboard the movement as well. So that was kind of the concept behind apparel and merchandise and stuff like that was we just want that logo to be everywhere so that we can be in the conscience um, of everyone. Someone comes over your house and they see a pot holder with 2,400, that logo on it, that will then pose them to say, what, what's that? And then it starts a conversation. And then hopefully you and that friend that's over your house, you know, that conversation then becomes something that's more impactful because now you two start talking about well, yeah, what, you know, what can we do in the community? And maybe that friend now leaves your home and goes, I'm going to do something. And there's something maybe like so simple and so basic as though I'm going to change the energy around me and my community. Meaning when I walk out my door and I see my neighbor from now on, I'm going to engage with all of my neighbors. I'm going to engage with my community, you know, and I'm not going to worry about necessarily what it looks like now, but I'm going to be the change, you know, to try and, you know, get it to get that community to where I believe it should be. You you know what I mean? So like sure. that is really what the apparel side of things is about. It's about sparking up conversation and, and getting, you know, people to talk about it. All right. Um, and so, so we've talked a little bit about like drop shipping and print on demand. How's the apparel business? How's the business part of the business working for that? Did you guys buy in advance? How, how, how did that work? What did that look like? 
Um, yeah. So we, uh, so what we did, which is, which is, um, pretty dope is they already, you know, my cousin Kunta and his wife, um, they basically operate like a drop shipper. So, so, you know, we, we've been talking about all this drop shipping stuff and, um, what's really funny is that when I talked to, uh, Kunta, you know, he started explaining exactly what it was that, uh, how their business was operating. And he started saying like, yeah, you know, you, you place an order and then we received, so someone would call them, whoever they're partnered with in terms of whoever shirts they're making, they would get an order and then they would call my cousin's wife, Siobhan, and she would then put together their, their shirts and, you know, have each order kind of ready and priced for every individual item. So like for us, like if someone orders a, uh, let's just throw random prices. These aren't exact, but if someone orders like a shirt for 10 bucks, right. Um, we would pay her, you know, like she would charge us for the shirt, you know, which would be, I don't know, like, you know, let's just say $4. Right. And then, um, we wouldn't pay her until the person, you know, we placed the order for that one shirt. So essentially until somebody pays us, we pay her the $4, she makes the shirt and then we, we take away the six. Right. Um, which is the same conversation we had about a month and a half ago about drop shifting, drop shipping. So when he started to talk, I'm like, yo, y'all don't even know you're, you're, you're operating like a drop shipping company, like with, without even knowing about it, you're op operating like, uh, uh, a drop company ship, a drop shipping company. And so essentially that's what we have. So we have, um, a drop shipping company. Well, not a drop shipping company. I'm sorry. We have my cousin Kunta and his wife who does a, have a print, uh, screen printing company. And, uh, we go through them with all the merchandise. So even the labels, even the labels are made by, my cousin and his wife's um screen printing company which is uh stay inspired um if you guys want to follow them on on a social media platform it's uh stay inspired by cme um so yeah but yes um that's who helped us design the labels um that's who helped us uh print all the the merchandise up and put the the 2400 logos and everything on all the products that's who helps us find our vendors for the different merchandise that we have to offer. All right. So that is sort of one whole portion of the business. Then we had this crazy idea. I guess the first, the kind of the first product that we, that we cooked up on the show, I guess, uh, is, uh, is the rub. Tell me about the rub. Tell me the story about that. Yeah. So the rub is something that, you know, we, we've talked about on the show a little bit. Um, I basically over the summer started to do a lot of smoking meats. And, uh, again, uh, a lot of what I do when I, when I get involved in something, you know, I tend to obsess over it a little bit, right. For those people that know me and basically, uh, there was no basketball to obsess with for a large portion of the summer. So it took all my time into learning how to smoke meats. Um, and one thing that goes hand in hand with smoking meats that I realize is, yo, you need good seasoned meats and rubs and stuff like that, that complement, complement the meats that you're smoking. Um, so I started buying some ones at stores 
and basically realize like the ones at the store have like most things that's prepackaged at a store. It has a lot of different preservatives, AKA salt, um, and uh, a lot of things to it that quite wasn't what I was looking for. It, you know, it, it just wasn't what I was looking for. Like I felt like I could do better. Um, so I went ahead and started reading up what was in all the ones that I was buying for myself. And basically I took those ingredients, kind of wrote them down, wrote down like the structure of how other people were making their rubs. And then I sat down one day, put a bunch of spices on the table and just started playing around. And fast forward, maybe about 60 days, I got good at it and I started to really understand it. And then um, fast forward another 20 days, I started to actually write down the recipes that I was making, that I were, that I was using. And I started to, I got a book and I started to write them down. And basically what I would do is when I would have one that, you know, everyone in the family thought was really good. I would go ahead and make a, make a little check on that page. Like, all right, that's potential potential. And then I would just keep making them, giving stuff out to people, letting everybody try it. And finally, um, when I got like the type of results that I was looking for and I figured out multiple ways to use it, I basically would put it into the computer um, on my you know file that I have for actual rub combinations that I want to turn into actual products. And that's how the whole process began. So that herb one was not the first one. It was probably the third one that I came up with, but I just thought that that one was really universal and it was something that kind of could cover um, multiple audiences. Great. So the the, the rub, um, the products, the photos, you got videos, like if, if people go to the site, you have, you have quite a lot of content, right? I mean, it's it's first site ever, so there's there's definitely stuff that you know I'm seeing as a developer that we'll definitely talk about over the next six months, right? As we kind of process through this whole thing. But as you did that, how how did you guys put together all this, you know, content? Tell me tell me a little about the content creation portion of this site. Yeah, so um, the way the content worked for us is that we, um, you know, we put it together through. Rodney Amir Burgess, which is my my brother, uh, my god brother, also cousin, and uh, basically he had started going full time with his videographer and content creator, content creativity company, um, uh, Late Bloomer Cinema, and he had already started doing the work. So at that point, I was kind of watching from afar where he was constantly, you know, just like I saw him posting videos, you know, I talked to him a few times and he was like, yeah, I'm no longer working, working my job that I was working 80 hours a week. I, I decided to, to leave that and start my own business full time as a, um, as a, a videographer. And so I was like, wow, you know, so I'm watching, I'm watching. And so when we talk about, you know, starting a business, on e-commerce business, I think one of the first conversations we had was like, in order to have a successful e-commerce business, you really have to brand and have, you know, the right type of content. So an, immediately when we had the conversation on the podcast about getting serious about starting an e-commerce spice business, that next week I ran on, ran down Rodney and was like, yo, man, I want you to be a part of something big that I want to do. 
And so from that point on, he's kind of led the charge on all of the all of the content. Like we've all kicked around ideas. You know, big thing for us was just making sure that people understood that we're not selling spices necessary, just spices, shall I say. We're not selling just apparel and merchandise. We're really here to have a conversation about the mission that you know we're we're on, which is to start a movement in terms of the the way that people think in the communities that we come from. You know, we really want to be the try to invoke a paradigm shift, a paradigm shift in the mentality of people that come from the communities that we come from, and really make sure that people understand that we have a saying on this podcast that you know everything's permissionless. Like you don't need to ask permission, you know, when it comes to entrepreneurship, you know what I mean? Like, like you don't have to ask permission. And we want people to understand what that means is if you want to be creative and add something to this world, you ain't got to ask nobody. You ain't got to get nobody's permission. You just have to be the one that wants to do it, willing to do it. And then you got to go out and do, do the homework behind it. And that was what the messaging needed to be with all of the content. So we started telling a story of our past, which is basically why haven't we started a business yet? And also what has been the pivotal turning point in our lives to make us realize that this whole entrepreneurial world and game is permissionless. You can do what you're able to do. And uh, so we built that content off of that. And then now we decided, you know, as we're selling spices and stuff like that, we also decided that, all right, we've talked about our past. We, we've kind of gave you a, a insight on our mission and what that's about. But now we have the season in here. And there's a lot of people who are afraid of cooking, just like I was afraid of getting on the Internet and, and creating them a Web page. Right. So I want to do the same things you did for me, which, you know, kind of send me to places and gave me information to realize how easy and simple it is to start that website. We want to create that same environment with these with the spices and the rubs that we put out, which is it's extremely easy. It's extremely simple. You don't need to be a chef. You don't need to be you don't even need to have ever cooked before because the steps are so simple, um, which is just put oil and rub herbs on it and then cook it to the temp that you like. And that is it. And that is what we wanted to deliver as far as messaging through the videos in terms of the um, content for the spice. And then we had the content for the mission. So one of the things that I'm hearing kind of as a theme um, is that 2400, the movement, the goal here long term is to build a community, right? You're trying to build a community of people that understand that uh, one of the important pillars um, that, that you're trying to bring uh, to the world around you is that if you work together with people, you can start some businesses and those businesses can impact your community. Um, so what are kind of like going forward? What are you looking to do uh, over the course of, let's say, the next year? Where, where if we're having this same conversation January 28th of next year, what does that look like? Yeah, so you hit it right on the head, um, Devin, and, and exactly what we're trying to do. We're trying to build a business community. Um, and it has to be, it's a community, but it has to start with business. Right. Like 
we're we're building a community that is about entrepreneurs, creators, anybody who has something that they can add to the world. Um, we want to build a community that's safe to be able to tell people, go do it. You know, and and it's supporting as well. So it's not just like um, everybody's just building these businesses and then there's no connection to the people, you know, AKA the consumer or the community. We wanna bring those two things full circle. So for us as 2400, the first thing that we're trying to do is we wanna have conversation first, you know? So we started roundtable talk, you know, which is just us having different conversations. Right now, it's just about 2400 and what we wanna do, our past, our present, all of that. But eventually we wanted to lead to different conversations that we want to lead, we want to drive. So like conversations about finance in the community, you know what I mean? Like all of that type of stuff. So we want step one to be join our conversations. The, have a conversation with your friends and family about your past and why, you know, if you're a creative person and you haven't really felt comfortable with going out. And, and starting an e-commerce business or doing whatever it is that you always wanted to do. Have that conversation with your family about w- what in your past has led you to believe that you're incapable of doing the things that others do every day. So, so that's like step one is start conversation. Um, step two is the, is the action, right? So like we're gonna continue to build, develop products and put different things out and to continue to test and push our creativity as individuals. We're going to continue to do that. So there'll be new products and new things coming out for 2400 every month. We're going to continue to have drops. We're going to continue add, adding to our product list. Um, you know, and that's, and that's another leg of it. The third leg is we're going to, once we start building up enough, you know, profit and revenue from the business, that money that we are able to to the profit that we're able to gain from the business is going to go back into the community and what that looks like is we're going to start buying property and different things in the community and starting businesses but not just any business everything that we want to do in the community is that we're not just looking to start a business and have consumers we actually want to bring resources into the community our businesses we want them to be resources that add to the community so for instance one of the things that we we really want to do is the community market so once we bring you know that's our first project is to bring the community market that community market is the same exact community market that i talked about in the first episode of the process is black and white we want to bring a community market that will aid and uh, deliver a platform to the people in their community to be able to go out and work on and practice, you know, entrepreneurship. You know what I mean? At a, at a where it isn't something that is they feel like is like so unattainable. You know, not everybody is good with computers. Not everybody wants to do an e-commerce business. I would suggest everybody do because it's simple. But what about that person that their product? They're not able to ship. They don't understand the shipping part or they're, they just don't, you know, want to go that route just yet. And they need more confidence that they're, what they're doing is something that is sustainable. Then that community market off provides that. Come on out to the community market 
And what that'll do is set up a table. And now you can sell your products to people right in front of them. And you can explain what your products are and all of that good stuff. So those are the three steps that we're working on right now. So that's year one for 2400 to movement. Start the conversation, continue to develop products and bring the community market to our community. Uh, you know, and it may be a physical, you know, it also could be, it might not be a physical place first. It also could be an e-commerce community as well, um, which we've talked about also. Um, but we definitely, by the end of this year, want to have implemented the community market for the start of 2022. Dude, this is, this is so exciting, you know, um, from, from my perspective, right. Uh, you know, I sit here and we're like, you know, you, you and I, have, when we had the original conversation and we're just chatting and it's like, well, why aren't either one of us doing this? <laughs> right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and, and I was like, well, I mean, you could start an e-commerce business tomorrow. And you were like, I don't want to start an e-commerce business. Yeah. I, want start, <laughs> I want to start a community market. And I was like, all right, I guess, I guess, but I don't understand if you want to sell stuff, why you wouldn't sell stuff online. And you did, you did. True but, story. But, and it didn't, it doesn't feel like what I, what my role was, was convincing you, but rather, um, you know, passing information to you that was like, this is really attainable and here's the path. Um, and it sounds like one of the big goals, 2400, along with like spices and trying out some products and, and, figuring out the, you know, the machinations of business. I mean, you guys are talking about a small business for today, right? Like the, mm -hmm. the realities of your business today is that it's a, it's a small little business. You, one person can understand all the important machinations. Of this business. It happens to be the three of you, but one person can understand all of it. Um, but the goals are, are big, but you started with something that you could understand. That you knew that you would be able to uh, impact and, and understand and adjust and change and pivot and work around. So, uh, you know, that's super exciting. From the show's perspective, we've listened to all these books, right? Mm. What, um, what impact has any of these books that we're listening to had on your thinking about the, the website or your thinking about the business or your plans for growth going forward? Yeah, they have... <laughs> It's so funny because I'm thinking about the fact that we just had a conversation off air about how, like, you know, I did not read, and I, I'm embarrassed to say this, but, like, I didn't read a book for probably about, like, 10 years, and I'm probably being generous with myself, right? Like, I didn't read a book. And mainly, you know, I think mainly was, like, when you read a book, you need, like, kind of calm around you, and at least I do. Right. And for those who know me, like my, my world is you know, like chaos, uh, 95% of the time, as you heard minutes ago, when, you know, we were getting everybody started for the morning as there was a two hour delay. Right. Um, you know, so I didn't read often. And when I started to read these books, every single one of these books have had like big time impact. So I don't want to be long winded, but we've read uh, Soar, right, T.D. Jakes. He talked about being able to go from hustler, right, to entrepreneur and the importance of that. So for us, when we had this plan from day one, the he explained how vision is so important. 
So we didn't start building this. Like you said, we, we did a small, it's a small business now. But when we sat down and we made this plans, literally the conversation that I had was, I'm going to start selling spices and I want you to be a part of it. But it ain't about spices. It's so much bigger. And that's why the name isn't, you know, 2400 Spice Rub or Spice Rub by Vernon. Um, that's why the name's 2400 The Movement. Yes, we're selling spices, but it's so much bigger, right? Then you move on. Mom test came in. So from since the mom test has happened, I've been doing the mom test with everybody, right? Like I've been in a sense of like, I've been giving testers out to people, you know, at work, everywhere. I'm not asking for, I'm not asking for money necessarily, right? Because I think for the sake of that is like people, I wanted to see what people's reactions were first. So I would give them a free one. And then my, my test for the mom test was if they came back and said, can I buy one off of you? That meant to me like, whoa, I have something here, right? Like, because they're not buying it the first time just because they're like, oh, yeah, you want to start this spice business? Let me just give you money because you're going out of your way or you're going through a hassle to make me a rub. Like, nah, I'm going to do this for free because I'm just being friendly and I want, and you don't realize I'm using you as a test. But everybody came back to me after they tried it and said, I want another one. How much do it cost for you to make me another one? And I still haven't charged any of those people. I would make them and just be like, yeah, website will be coming. When it comes, I want you to go on and, and support the web, support the spice through the website. But, you know, I'm not selling, I'm not hustling anything. I'm selling it, everything off the website. So that was the mom test. Then we move on to um, prerequisites and everything, right? So that is everything that has to do with the mission comes from that. Understanding where I came from, understanding where the three of us all have come from has tied into that, right? Traction channels. That's what attraction channels. Social media. I've used attraction channels in in every way on social media. We've me and you've talked countless times on different things, starting the conversation on social media, how people you know view social media, what platforms are good. So all that kicked in with there with with attraction channels, and then now the the new book. You know, I don't know which way the new book is going to impact, but I know it will, and. Uh, I'm just excited to see how it will. But all these books have had impacts on us, on on us as 2400 starting a movement. Every last one of them. Yeah, I'm, I, dude, I, I can't, I can't begin to explain how excited I am uh, to see this site live and to see you, you, you processing this whole thing, you know. Um, and I'm excited to talk to Rodney next week. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. Like we're, he, he's doing what what we're what we're all about on this show right which is create creating something out of nothing um and, and you know being in charge of his own future and so we're excited to talk to him you know he'll be our jeremy grant picking a week or picking a month uh next week so that's going to be that's going to be really really exciting um yeah, yeah so so where should people go to uh to check out the website yeah 2400 themovementcom and actually I wanted to ask you, man, on air, man. I, I saw your text. Your text came back sick. So uh, let me ask two people, right? So, so I want to ask two versions. Put on first. Put on your uh, Devin, just Devin, the at home, the regular guy, not the software uh, uh, developer, Devin. What did you think of the website? Uh, just you know, as a consumer. So I'm I'm thrilled. You know, like I uh, I like how the site 
puts together the, the main thing about the website is your mission and who you are and what you're about. It's not about the products, right? The products are secondary um, and that's key to your goals as a company and your goals as a trio and the vision of the whole concept. Um, and so I'm really excited to see all that talk put into action and then, you know, getting ready to go from there. So, so it's pretty exciting. I'm pretty happy. Right. Okay, sweet. Um, all right. So put now put back on your uh, software developer and SEO and software as a service hat. Uh, give us give us like two things that you saw that were, you know, we did the right. We we were not right, but like you would suggest that we did that you didn't really, you know, that maybe we didn't know we did a good thing there in terms of from a, um, you know, uh, a tech standpoint, right? Because I don't know if it's a good or a bad website in terms of from the tech perspective. And then give us, you know, like two things real quick that you, you're you going to change ASAP because you're going to give me give me the uh, the tools to change it. So uh, on the on the plus sides, for sure, um, I, your, your second banner, your inspire the creativity of the, of the future sort of section, mm-hmm. you know, I sort of like love the way that that whole thing works, right? Um, the images work, the content works. Um, I just love what you're, what you're putting out there into the world. Um, and I think that it works and it's about it. And then the second thing um, is faces are, uh, you know, we're human beings and mm-hmm. human beings pattern match on faces, right? Like I look for other people. We all do naturally, right? And so your mission section has, you know, the picture of the three of you and it makes us, it makes people want to interact with you because it's about people. Um, and I, and I firmly, you know, from a, from a design development, you know, mission, business, all that stuff that, Put your faces on stuff, uh, people out there in the world. You know, people want to see who you are, and they want to buy from you. Um, at least up until you're the size of Nike, then they want to buy from LeBron, who represents you, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah wow. So put your faces on stuff. So that that's great. And then from a, you know, if I put take that hat off and then put my um, like constructive criticism hat on, mm-hmm. we need to work on the imagery for sure. Um, so, you know, your, your core images, uh, you can kind of like tell the ones that Rodney spent time on, right? So like your core imagery that you guys spent time on is stupendous. It's great. It's all fantastic. And then we get down to the 2400 herbal rub. There's this one really like sort of big image. And then the apron, the coffee mug, they all kind of seem like afterthought imagery. Um, and so I would like to see that you know, really improved. And then when you drag into one of the um, pages of those products, you kind of come into that same sort of thing, right? So the the 2400 page is really great. Um, whereas when you go to the apron page, you know, it's all of a sudden the apron has like two images. It's sort of like, oh, we have these images. Let's, let's put them on there. Um, really feature images. People are really big time impacted by images, by great text, Um, to your point, even videos, right? Like all those things put together, build a full product. So 
Mm. You know, we have we have content work to do going forward. Um, but you know, I, I'm not at all concerned about where we're heading. Um, you know, the the raw fundamentals of what we started, I think, are tremendous. You guys are you guys are on the way. Wow, that, you know, and I appreciate the hey. And only only way for us to get better, and and this goes out to everybody that's listening. The criticism, you know, especially when it comes from a place of trying to get you to improve and get to that next level, it's always welcome. And everybody should be welcome in criticism. So I just want to thank you for, one, you know, just giving us that that real feedback, man. And again, I want to thank you, you know, as we close out the episode. Like, I know you say you ain't had nothing to do with it, but trust me, man, like sometimes, you know, as people, and one of the things that we're about is encourage the people around you that you see that have creativity inside them encourage them to take that creativity and share it with the world and make sure that they lean all the way into their creativity. Tell them to stop hiding, you know, and don't take no for an answer. Tell them to stop hiding. You've been telling me to stop hiding for 10 years, bro. For 10 years. You've been telling me to stop hiding for 10 years. So, and I appreciate that. And um, I'm going to do the same thing for the people around me. So tell your friends, tell your family, tell the people in your community that are creative to stop hiding. If you're an artist, go be an artist. You know what I mean? There's no such thing as inspiring artists. Throw that term in the, tra- in the trash. If you have talent, you're a creator, you're not inspiring, you're a creator and an artist because you're doing it. Whether somebody is buying it, don't make it different or not. Don't make a difference or not. It's all about whether you're doing it or not. So go be a creator, man. Go be inspired um yeah make sure you tell that to all your family and friends um appreciate you my brother let's go jeremy grant winner of the week again is rodney amir burgess man if y'all want to check out rodney amir burgess's work go to amir underscore sharif 89 so that's a-m-i-r underscore s-h-a-r-e-f 89 also check him out and his business pages at late bloomer cinema and you can search Late Bloomer Cinema on Instagram, I believe also Facebook as well. And for those people who are keeping up with the chapters, uh, keep reading, man. We're at 789. We just finished those up. Um, we didn't really get a chance to get into them in deep, but we're promised we're going to have a book club episode coming soon. Um, so get prepared. Next week, though, Jeremy Grant, winner of the week. Ronnie Burgess, we're going to have an interview for him coming to you guys next week. That'll drop on Tuesday of next week. Uh, so that's it. That's a wrap. If you want to keep in touch with us as the podcast is blackandwhite.com, go to the process is blackandwhite.com. Messed up on that one. Uh, and <laughs> go to Twitter at process underscore is. Go to Instagram, the process underscore is. Devin, I'm going to get these right and on point at some point real soon uh, so the outro can be a little more flow. But, hey, the process is black and white, man. We want to show you how it all is done. Uh, have a good day, man. 5 p.m. drops. 5 p.m. today. New episode will drop. All right. Talk to you.